But first, let's dig into a little bit of health news from this week. And this is one of, I know it's one of your favourite topics, Norman, uh, insomnia. And um, I know that you must suffer from it at least a little bit because I get journal journal articles like New England Journal of Medicine article texts from you at 3am. This is all about what's the best way to cure it. I hope you've been reading it very closely. I have. I've been scrutinising it really closely and didn't fall asleep as I read it. (laughs) So this was looking at psychotherapy for, uh, for insomnia and what bits of psychotherapy work when you try to treat people who are bothered by a lot of a lot of the element of insomnia is is it does it bother you and are you distressed by it as much as the insomnia itself Um, anyway it's quite interesting so what they found was there's not much point in teaching people about sleep hygiene you know keeping your room diet and all dark and all that sort of thing either people know it or it just doesn't make any difference to your to your uh, to your sleep relaxation teaching you about relaxation could make it worse oh. isn't that interesting that that really feels counterintuitive what's behind that well it probably doesn't get you off to sleep and just keeps you in bed longer because one of the things that does work is is stimulus control which is really about teaching you what your bed's for and the bed's for two things sleeping and sex not working, not sending New England Journal of Medicine articles, <laughs> which is what I do, and um, and relaxation may actually just keep you in bed when you're awake and not and not actually help you very much. No doubt we'll get us we'll be swamped with people telling us how marvelous it is. What they call third wave components, which is more really just mindfulness meditation, that does work quite well, and sleep restriction, which we've talked about before, which is really going to bed as late as possible so that you get an uninterrupted high quality night's sleep and then only extending that time in bed when um, you're you're getting a a reasonable night's sleep and not waking up a lot. So um, I think it's, it's, it's a good study bringing together all the evidence from studies around the world, I should have said that at the beginning, which shows you what works. And um, don't lie in bed fretting and trying to relax yourself back to work, back to sleep. Well, that's some good advice there. And there's also been new advice uh, on sun exposure that better reflects Australia's diverse population. Previous guidelines have been very much geared towards limiting exposure, which is good if you're white, but it's not universally useful. Yeah, I mean, I think that the previous recommendations have been for a white Anglo-Irish population which you know, where you burn and you get all sorts of skin cancers, ACCs, BCCs and melanoma, we, and we have the highest rate of skin cancer in the world. And, of course, a high percentage of the population now, in, and it's increasing, have dark skin or black skin. And what they've said there is you've got such a low incidence and risk of melanoma that people with dark skin really don't need to routinely uh, put on sunscreen when they go out. Um, although if they're out for extended periods of time, they should cover up. And that's partly because if you've got really dark skin, you convert sunlight to vitamin D very inefficiently and you want to keep that topped up. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.